Hey everyone, welcome to Indie Film Grit, a podcast about indie films and indie filmmakers. I am your host, Timothy Patrick, but you, you can call me Tim. In this episode, instead of having a guest on to talk about their film, I'm going to talk to you about my film, my latest documentary. It's called Mastercasters, and it's now available on Amazon Prime. And I want to talk all about how I made it and what I learned. Let's get into it. And here we are, back on the Indie Film Grit podcast. Today I'll be talking about my new documentary film, Mastercasters. It's a 24-minute short that focuses on an underground art culture known as the resin bootleg toy scene. Now, some of you may be thinking, resin bootleg toy? What the heck is that? Well, let me explain. For the past 15 years or so, certain artists have been taking action figures, mashing them up with pieces from other figures, then molding them in silicon, casting them in resin, and creating a new, original art toy. Often they sell these figures on a card back with original art on it and the backstories of the characters. So that, basically, is a resin bootleg toy, also known as a resin art toy or a resin designer toy or an indie resin toy. Within the art form, definitions are flexible, but you get the idea. So I was always interested in toys. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, I lived through the golden age of action figures. Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, uh, those were some of my favorites. And I've been a collector my whole life. So a few years ago, I started seeing Instagram posts of hand-casted action figures. A lot of the times based off vintage toys that I enjoyed as a kid. I had no idea people were doing this. Actually, I didn't even know that people could do this. I was familiar with customizing toys and had even done a few myself back in the day. But these guys were creating their own figures using the vintage figures as fodder. And in the end, they created an original piece of artwork. It was new to me, but I found the whole thing fascinating. I wanted to learn how it was done, who started this, and how it operated in the art space. Eventually, I learned enough to attempt making my own resin toys, and that's what I did. For about seven months, I made molds and poured resin, trial by error. I, uh, I gave it a go. It is such an involved process that I gained so much respect for the artists that do it well. Then I attended my first designer con in Pasadena. This small convention was where all the bootleg artists came to sell their work. And that's where I met the Super Suck Lord, the godfather of the bootleg toy scene. He started the whole movement. After that weekend at DesignerCon, I had a thought. Instead of making bootleg toys myself, why not make a movie about the artists already making bootleg toys? So that's what I set out to do. And the Suck Lord would be the key character to take us through that story. But what, what was the story? What was the story I was going to tell? What was the, the blueprint? 
The original concept I had for the documentary was to follow the stories of four bootleg artists, two veterans, two rookies. That was the basic idea. But I really had to go full journalism mode to unravel the history as well as the inner dealings of the bootleg scene. All in all, I ended up interviewing close to 30 different people on camera. Many never made it to the film. DesignerCon was a great backdrop for interviews, and I could capture many different artists in a weekend. But I didn't want the film to look like a YouTube video shot at a convention where you film the artists at their booth and and show the toys on their table. So I knew I also wanted to film as many artists as possible in their studios, show the workspace of these guys, and, and see them in their natural habitat. An artist that goes by Extra Trochestrial Toys was my first studio interview. I was going to be in the area, so it was a no-brainer. Next, I wanted to go to New York to interview two of the top artists in the scene, The Suck Lord and David Healy. So I booked a cheap flight to New York and a cheap hotel room and flew across the country with three bags of gear. I had less than two days in New York to get what I needed. Uh, I was a one-man show. I ran sound, set up cameras, conducted the interviews. I carried the gear from Chinatown to Manhattan and then back to Chinatown. I don't really recommend trying to pull this off like I did. It was a serious pain in the butt. And I know I would have gotten better footage if I wasn't worried about so many aspects of the shoot. But somehow I was able to do it. And since I now had three artist interviews under my belt, I figure other artists would be more interested. Decon came around again, and taking what I learned from New York, I hired a camera operator to capture the interview while I asked the questions. I also had my camera gear, so when we were not doing an interview, both of us were gathering B-roll based on a shot list I created. It worked pretty well. At this point, I was starting to put the story together, and I knew the artists that I wanted to focus on. I still needed more footage from the artist's studios. So I drove to Northern California to film two artists, Dollar Slice Bootlegs and Lazarus Toys. I went down to San Diego to interview the artist 2-Bit Hack and later the artist Broke One. I went to the 3D Retro Store, a toy shop in the valley, to interview Ben Gretzky. He's the owner of the store and the creator of DesignerCon. Also in the LA area, I filmed Dove Kellimer of DKE Toys, and George Gaspar of Double G Toys. Between all the decon footage and what I filmed at the artist's studios, I was very close to being done. But two artists I really wanted to interview at their studio were out of driving range. Killer Bootlegs in Illinois and DLL Customs in Georgia. I couldn't afford to fly to both places and get the interviews, and I I thought I was stuck. But I had an idea. What if I hired someone locally with their own gear, audio, camera, and I could conduct the interview via Skype? And that's what I did, and it worked out great. After that, I pretty much had everything, and I knew the story threads I wanted to explore, so it was just a matter of editing it all together. My first cut was over 30 minutes. Then I trimmed it to 28. Then I decided to make it as tight as possible. No fluff. All content and information. 
the final cut came in at exactly 24 minutes. Music was an important part in the film, not only to represent the different personalities of the artists, but also to complement the, uh, the topics being discussed. I have many talented musician friends that have always helped me out when I needed some tunes for a project. And they did not let me down this time. I want to give a huge shout out to them. Matt Reisling, Greg Lucas, Adam Daughtry, Taiwo Hurd. These are all really good friends of mine, and they are all really good at what they do. Also, a shout out to the Crystal Pharaoh for allowing us to use one of his tracks. And thanks to the Suck Lord for, for making that happen. While I'm thanking people, I'd also like to thank the camera operators that helped capture the scene. Jay Taylor, Jennifer Grace Orr, Josh Berry, and Hunter Thomas. But most of all, I want to thank all the resin artists that I've gotten to know through the process of making this film. Thank you for sharing your stories with me and, and helping make Mastercasters a reality. I have mad respect for the art you create, and I consider every one of you a friend. So once the film was completed, I hit the film festival circuit. I submitted to many festivals over the course of a year. We were officially selected at the Indie Short Fest in Los Angeles. That was cool. But other than that, it was crickets. So I started looking into toy conventions and festivals. After all, that's where my audience is. And it worked out great. We premiered the film in Brooklyn at the Five Points Toy Festival and later screened at a toy convention in Canada. Brooklyn was awesome because a lot of the artists in my film attended and the small theater was pretty much filled up and it was great to to be able to watch it with the right audience. After that, I wanted to release it on Amazon and other on-demand outlets so everybody could finally see the film. Using Film Hub as my distributor, I was able to do just that. It was up on Amazon Prime in a couple of weeks and in the coming months, it was added to other platforms. The response to Mastercasters has been overwhelmingly positive. People rated it high, left comments, shared the film. It, it made quite a stir in the designer toy scene. I was even asked to be a guest on a, a designer toy podcast to talk about the film. The only complaint that I heard over and over was that they wished it was longer. <laughs> now... As a filmmaker, this makes me happy. Whether a short film is 5 minutes long or 25 minutes long like Mastercasters, if your audience wants more, then that means they enjoyed it. They were entertained enough that they didn't want it to end. So, all in all, I'm really pleased with the film. I feel like I advanced my craft, learned new techniques, and most importantly, I went out and made it. And it was better than my last film, and hopefully my next one will be better than this. So thank you guys for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would watch my film Mastercasters. It's on Amazon Prime Video, it's on Vimeo On Demand, and other platforms. I'll have the links in the show notes. And if you dig it, let me know on Twitter, or give it a good rating on Amazon, and if anyone has questions about Mastercasters, hit me up on email, Twitter, or on Instagram at Mastercasters underscore. Well, that's that. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Film Grit Podcast. Feel free to go to our website and check out the show notes, IndieFilmGrit.com. Follow us on Twitter, at IndieFilmGrit. And watch my movie on Amazon Prime, Mastercasters. Well, I should really wrap this up, but before I go, let me ask you something. Do you have the courage, the passion, and the perseverance to make indie films? Do you have enough indie film grit?